I'm Jonathan Jackson, Chief Executive. Uh, Paul Middleton, Buddha Takanzine. Damien Walker, I'll come on behalf of Vital Attics. Um, Phil, uh, that's me. Okay. <laughs> uh, for Argonautics, the fans in. I'm Kieran, same as Lee. I'm Joe, I'm just a Latics fan that we're yeah. competition on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Barry, uh, we do the Vital Latics and we do a podcast as well. George Shilvers, Cockney Latics. Ian, one of the sports and officers. My son Benjamin, wants to come on for Nosey. And I'm Dave, and I won a competition for a message this morning to get here, so I've travelled from Scarborough. Today, oh, wow. no pressure. Just wait for the cake. It's because you only got the. We've got a message that you didn't come to the brand. So is that on Twitter? Yeah, I mean, by Twitter. Dave, yeah. Dave, sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah, by Twitter this morning, yeah. So, good stuff. That was to kick off. Right. One of the loud bands, come on. Are we, are we making the start you anticipated? Are we where you thought we would be, or are we. I've actually we've just been discussing this and I got the analysts at the start of the season done a 20 year review on League One uh, all the, the teams that won the league the positions they were in uh, different analysts like, and analysed everything basically of the league winners from the last 20 years and after 11 games uh, you had to be in the top 10 and we were just but I thought, well, that's you know a good benchmark for a team that's just been put together with so many new faces. Uh, I, I knew in my head we wouldn't start the season as I would like and as as everyone would like. Uh, but when I seen those benchmarks in the back of my head, I didn't tell the players or or just the staff really knew. Uh, I thought as long as we're there, then then I know we're on course to achieve our target. Uh, so yeah, I would say we're. Probably just where where is acceptable. I'd love to be higher, uh, but it's been a reasonable start, I think. With that in mind, then, Gary, would you be happy with the playoffs or not? No, no. I think without a doubt we've got a squad that's more than capable of winning the league, uh, and I still believe that. And like I said, it's a new squad, so it's going to take time. Uh, but I, I can see by performance in in pre-season. If you were to ask me, I'd have said I'm a little bit worried. Uh, but we've got the players in. We've done a lot of hard work. Jonathan, the chairman, the club, did a lot of hard work in getting the players in. And without a doubt, I've seen most teams now, pretty much every team in the division. And we are, squad-wise, uh, best team-wise, best 11-wise, we should win this league. Hmm. How many players have you got in the squad now? Uh, we had... Twenty-seven at training today. Thirty-two. Twenty-seven at training today. But there is, there's a couple on loan that are that are close to the end. There's mm. a couple of younger players I would I would like to get on loan yeah. that are training with us at the minute. Uh, so the squad will come down a bit. But a few weeks ago we had eleven injuries, mm. and the squad looked pretty light because the, the injuries were so high. So I was thinking you can't know today what your best eleven is, could you? Because I don't think you've had your best eleven on the pitch at any one point. Probably not, no. But I think I think you you find that out. Mm. That as I said, that's why we're a new group, and I'm still finding that out. I, I was saying I know it now better than I did a few weeks ago. In my head now, I've got a, all the players that we've got. I've got a team that I, that I would pick. Uh, 
but yeah, you, you, you find that out as, as you go with the, with the players. Yeah. Yanni Ville's shut. He's only on a three month loan. Are you looking to extend to maybe a full season? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you must have a say on it, but Jonathan, are you looking to try and extend him to a full season? We'd like to, he's yeah. Very impressive. Yeah, he's obviously only played two games, hasn't he? Yeah, he can't be a better player than him this week. Maybe it is an impact. He did, he's been very impressive in the, in the games he's played. Um, can we not say that publicly so we can get him cheaper? Yeah, so <laughs> that, when there was a 2 0 down for Barry, I was thinking, why in the middle of the Because he was our standout player in that. Yeah, well, we've signed him on loan, and we'll, we'll, until until January. We'd like to extend that to the end of the season. He was somebody that we identified in the summer. Yeah. Uh, near the end of the window, that uh, Graham Barrow had seen him at Oldham, uh, and he was somebody we identified then. It, it couldn't be done then. Middlesbrough wouldn't do it then, and then it became available, and we we got on it straight away. Is he available for for a permanent move? Potentially, obviously yeah. things change. Contract at the end of the season. He is, he is, yeah. So um, it, it's it's always possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to see. Obviously, that can be done until January. We'll have to see where where things are in January. But he's uh, he's a player that, as Gary said, that we identified earlier in the season, and what we would like to to keep up with Athletic as long as possible. We're still trying to cut the wage bill, Jonathan. Are we where it used to be? I think you, you you probably noticed that we've we've done quite a lot of, mm. of that um, over the last two years, um, as our income has <coughs> reduced by a parachute payment from the Premier League. We've had to make sure that the, the total wage bill, uh, which is predominantly players, uh, has matched that. And and we've done that each year that the the wage bill that we have matches the uh, the, the parachute payments and certainly doesn't exceed it, um, but. We, we've got this year and next year uh, is our final parachute payment, um, and so we have to make sure that we're not overstretching the football club beyond that time. Um, but no, as it stands at the moment, we we're in a, a, the right position in respect to the ratio of turnover to wages. What you're looking to do then, you use then is he? He's not going to come back if I wouldn't imagine. He's uh, he's on a. Is it a season long? Can he be sold in January? Are we looking to sell him? Is that Emmy? Emmy, yeah. Or can he come back? He's yeah, the door's open for him to come back. I, I said at the time I wanted players that wanted to play for this club. I'm pretty sure you can see that. You know, I can't fault any player for effort, application, every day's training, every game we've had. I think we can see we've got a group of players now that are fighting for the club. Uh, and the way they've came back some games, the attitude and their character has been phenomenal. He was somebody that intimated he just didn't want to play straight away. He came, he saw a meeting with myself and the chairman and said he didn't want to play. So so you're happy for him to change his mind? Oh, without a doubt, yeah. He's, 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 he's a very good football player, but I'm sure on, on your part you wouldn't want people going out playing for playing in a Wigan Athletic shirt that didn't want That's to That's why I was kind of the view based upon what he'd said. Would the, would the group of, of fans and, and yourselves accept him again if he changed his mind? I would it. accept him back, yeah, without a doubt. Okay. Based on what you've said about that, uh, last season, one of the problems that we can see from the outside is what you've said about harmony and players wanted to fight in the club. Is it a case where that wasn't happening last season? Perhaps one of the parts of our demise last season was because of that, and you feel that you've got that now? And where you are now? I feel I've got it now, yeah, yeah. 100%. I think I've got it. Uh, and it was a big issue in signing players with the right character and 
we met probably 90% of the signings we made, I met them before we signed them to, to see what they were like as, I knew what they were like as football players, I wanted to see what they were like as people, uh, so we have got good characters, uh, to answer the first bit, last year, I don't think so, I, I was in that dressing room with them, and as players were trying, but confidence and belief in football is a big thing, yeah. And when it started to go wrong under Ruvi, then the new manager comes in and it's just like a snowball effect and it's very, very hard to, to change that then at that point. And it just got worse and obviously ended in, in relegation. So I wouldn't say the players weren't trying last year. I just Could think you see like going on around you all of that? And, and did you feel kind of helpless to do anything about it or as club captain? Or a little bit, yeah. I, I tried my best. Yeah. I, I spoke with Ruvi and, and Malky. Uh, on, on loads of occasions I spoke with Graham the staff I spoke to the players uh, so without a doubt I was part of it you know I tried to help it but ultimately couldn't play and help it and, and didn't have that big a say uh, in changing it but uh, yeah it was it was hard to watch without having that much input to it yeah When you say you've, you've looked at players and you've, you've talked to them and seen what they're about before you signed them have you come across any that you've decided not to sign because you didn't feel that they were right based on your meeting them? That's a good question. I'm going to ask you. We don't need that. Yeah, yeah, we just yeah. Does that happen? You must get a feeling. It, it can happen, yeah. It can happen. Yeah. 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 It's frustrating for us, it must be frustrating for you that we have to go two down before we see that character. Why aren't we seeing that from the first minute, not the 81st? I don't know, that's, that's very frustrating for me. It's something we've spoke about, uh, the staff, the players, uh, we're trying to change that. I don't know why it is. I, I think we can play, our game I think is improved and, and what I want. I think we can be a bit more positive in our play earlier in the game. By that I mean it, the attacking intent has to be greater. I think we're, we've got control of games now, but we we need to have more intent when we're, we're getting crosses in. We need more people in the box. When we're close to the box, we need to shoot more, and, and that can help us. But surely they're going out with all the instructions from you. If it's not happening, there must be a reason why it's not happening. Because as you said yourself, we've seen most teams now... We haven't seen anybody any better than us. Yeah. Even teams that have beaten us haven't been any better, just that we've been poor defensively on a couple of occasions or whatever. Um, again, so I think that's down to the new group again. They, they're still finding out about each other within within the game and, and that's probably just the new group coming together that they're not 100% sure. But you can see the abilities there in, in spells but they've still not quite got that belief that they can go and, and win these so games. So if, if we're still intent in another month or whatever, 11 point we are now, at what point would you think, well hang on a minute, I need to change something? We won't be 10th. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think? No. Write it down. We've been inconsistent though, so yeah. if I know what you're saying about a new group of players. We're six games unbeaten though as well, so. Yeah, yeah we haven't won six games, have we? No, but it's the I'm most consistent we've been this year. Is that? I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a massive improvement on the last two years. I'm not saying it isn't, we are all like no, but games again. But I, I, I agree with you, and uh, again, a disappointment for us as we've drew those four games, but I think even the teams we played, if they're honest, would say they were lucky to draw them. Uh, 
and I think I can see that that when you're unbeaten it gives you confidence like I said last year when you lose games that, that goes the other way uh, so this year getting that that run now as long as we add wins on the back of it then it becomes a really good run and, and we can build on that so it's something yeah we want more but we have to be happy with a, with a stable period in terms of results with really good performances in my opinion those four draws could they quite easily have been it? it We've got Will Grigg, he's a proven goal scorer at, at this level. Is it frustrating to see him? Uh, as he just, he just got, was he injured again or is he, did he get to Northern Ireland? Yeah, he was with yeah. Northern Ireland. Is it frustrating for you, like, as a manager, you know he's a top top goal scorer and, and we've been lacking that. That could have been the difference between our draws and wins. Is it frustrating for you to see him get a pit for Northern Ireland and then not be involved in any of the two games? It is a little bit, yeah. I mean, to play for your country for anyone is a great achievement it's and, and getting picked is a good achievement but when he's not involved then yeah it's, it's quite frustrating that, that we could have had him uh, <clears throat> but you know the rules are he has to go but would that give, um, give Grant Salt the opportunity on Saturday didn't it and he, I thought when he came on he made a massive difference yeah. his experience he must have loved that tra- cam in the centre half up a little bit which Jordy hadn't been doing earlier in the game and he, he, he made a massive difference so for yourself, that must have been a bit of a bonus to the way he came back and, and his attitude. It was brilliant, yeah, and I thought he was very similar on the Tuesday. Tuesday, it grew, it was better, I, I thought. thought. he was excellent. He was a brilliant uh, player, Like the, the break. It was nasty, it was everything that you don't want an opposition striker yeah. to be nasty and getting stuck in and upsetting the defenders, which we've not had enough of. No, he's, he's a good player, he's played yeah. at a very high level. Yes. Uh, he also knows this level. He knows he can score goals at this level. Yeah. Uh, I think he's got the bit between his teeth. He looks hungry. He's came and seen me and said he wants to be involved. And I've said for day one I want him involved. So uh, he needs to keep working hard and, and he'll get his shot. Just on Will Grigg, was it in the back of your mind, obviously in the summer, that you, you were going for Grigg and obviously there was the chance he was going to get called up internationally quite a bit? That's happened two out of the last is it four or five weeks. Plus Craig Davis's injury record. If you if you got them two down as your first choice pairing almost, the possibility that how often are we actually going to see the, the two of them together? Was, was that considered? Yeah, it was. I think when you sign every player, you have to consider you know different things. We knew Craig Davis' hamstrings, you know, had the potential to, to go. I think the physios and, and medical department have managed him really well. They got him, I think he played three or four 90 minutes in a row, which he'd never done at Bolton and, and the whole time he was there. So for that, I've got to give them credit. We knew he might get these you know, injuries to his hamstring and, and we've, we've dealt with it. We thought he'd be back quicker. He had a slight setback, uh, but he's back, he's training and he's available. So again, we need to be cautious and build him up, but... We'll see them both in the park pretty soon, I would think. Because I think they, sh- they showed the Scunthorpe night what damage they can I do. I think that when he has played, he's been our best player. Yeah, he's Craig. been excellent. He's been uh, excellent. Particularly the Chesterfield game when we came back, he was he was wild. Yeah. He, was a, yeah. he was a beast. He was he was brilliant. Again, he's somebody that in this league, I think he's at times he's he's unplayable. Well, he's too he, quick. He's too strong. Yeah, I mean Yannick, for yeah. example, yeah. plus. Grant with a bit between his teeth, and you don't want to play them, do you? It's do we need, have we got any defenders? Or yeah, we've got any, <laughs> we've got any. <laughs> What's the thinking behind Tim Charles at fullback? Is he just injured? Like, why, why is he playing there? Uh, John Joe 
had to go back, Everton called him back, so we were then light in that position. Uh, Tim is somebody that I think could play anywhere. I think when he comes on, he, he shows desire. Uh, he's got great energy for, for that role at wing-back especially. So he's somebody that's filled in there. Donovan Daniels has done it pretty well as well. We've got Donald Love on loan, who hasn't really had the opportunity because of the international as well. So it was it's mainly because of cover in that area. So he's somebody that, for me, could play anywhere because of the, the attitude that he has. Do you have a preferred formation? I don't really get asked this quite a lot. And I think we've played every formation yeah. possible this year. Uh, even 4-4-2 which I hate uh, we've played that against Chesterfield and scored three goals in nine minutes so <laughs> what do I know <laughs> but uh, if I was to pick one I would, I would say 3-4-3 three, three. If, if we can play that and play it right then for me it's, it's one of the most attacking yet yeah, you can be defensively solid it, it just gives you so many options to, to play from that uh, with the players we've got I think we could play that as a defender, Gary, has the, the defending disappointed you at times this year? It has, obviously, it's because it's cost us games and I've been disappointed for the players because they've, they've played so well and took so much on board. But I spoke about this the other night and it can be difficult that when you play a certain way and, and the game's 50-50, then, then you have to defend on occasion. When we're playing now, the game's not 50-50. On Saturday, we had 66% possession. So you're, you're defending less than you're normally being asked to defend. And that can be hard to, to process because you might never have to head a ball for, for 10 minutes and all of a sudden a cross comes in and it, it can be hard to, to adjust. The emphasis for us has been on playing and keeping the ball and we've been, we've been in so much control that on occasion I think they've just the concentration hasn't been there and it's something we're working on that, that when they're asked to defend in the short periods that we are, then they have to be better than they've been to, to help us win the game. Does that not put more pressure on you to, when you're going to dominate the game, to actually take the, take the lead rather than go 1-0 down? That would put you in a dip. Another I think, thing. I think it's just going to take one of those games where we win 1-0, then we'll, we'll get on the I, I said that again on Saturday. As well as we played in the first half, it shouldn't have been 1-0 at half-time. It should have been 2 or 3-1. You know, so as well as we're playing, we need more intent in our attacking and more intent and when we're defending when we have to defend we have to do it with, with aggression and be ruthless the, the two boxes are killing us everything in between that at the minute is, is pretty good Can I just follow on from something you said there what you touched on it um, Paul Dickoff, Neil Harris, David Dunn and Flickhoff again on Saturday um, have all said in post-match comments that they're happy to let you have possession let us have possession um, and you never well, no, the, the, I, I've watched the games and I, to some extent I do believe it, that we haven't done enough with the ball, with that possession, and they've been happy to sit there with it because we've not been hurting them. Now, that is testament to say it happened at Bury on Saturday until half time, to the last 15 minutes, and then you changed things and we went at the team at Bury then, and I saw it in the second half at Croom. We absolutely annihilated them on player. We were far superior technically, and we ripped them to pieces. That all the the, the phone count at Bury on Saturday was based on they couldn't deal with us mm. at a particular time. Uh, Flip cross morning that the referee influenced the game. His players influenced that game with silly, petulant phones because they couldn't handle us at that time. We really tore into them. So what, and, you and what I'm wondering is, are we not doing enough of that at getting it? 
teams a little bit more because they're happy to sit back and let us come at them because we're not hurting them. They're happy to sit back because they can't get the ball. That's first and foremost. That's why they're sitting back. I think every team that's played us at the DW has changed yeah, yeah. their formation from the previous game. So we watched all the games today on Colchester. We've almost got to the point where like this is getting a bit pointless because they're going to change because every team that's came has changed to set up to play against us. And I've never known a manager, any manager, to say they're happy when the other team's got the ball. They can't be happy. Because they need to do two things to score a goal. They need to get the ball back, then score a goal. We just need to score a goal at that point. But all these teams have scored. They're they're goals. That's what the point's That's happening. the frustration from us. Don't be fooled by these they're managers. That's They have to say... Each manager speaks. Yeah, they have to say something. I mean, there's no way he was happy on Saturday. No way. That a Bury team at home... They got in our box 20 times in the whole game. They got five crosses. There's no way he can be happy. He, he, he'll be delighted with the result because they shouldn't have won the game. But there's no way he can be happy. That's just, that's papering over the cracks for me. So you're happy with the amount of possession that we are having without being more penetrative? No, I'm not happy either. Yeah. I, I'm sure I said that after the game. I said I was disappointed, I think, lads. It was the first word I said. Yeah. But in terms of how we're playing, yeah, I'm happy. I have to look at it objectively and say, you know, that this is good, but the key areas that need to be better are we need to, I wouldn't say create more, we need to be more uh, ruthless in our finishing. We had 19 shots away from home. 19 shots, is a, that's a lot. I don't know how you can create more than 19 shots. Until the fifth, last 15 minutes, I can't remember Burry's goalkeeper really making a save. They had the uh, Rhys James had a shot first half that went wide. Uh, Perkins had a shot wide. Yannick had a, a free shot in the middle of the goal that, that he never made contact with. We, we had opportunities. No shame. We had clear cut chances. Again, that's difficult playing against a defensive low block. It's very difficult to, to break that down, and that's what these teams are doing. And we ha- we have to put up with that <coughs> and deal with it. But by scoring the first goal in these games. The game will open up, and that's my frustration. Especially the the Fleetwood game at home and the Crew game at home, where we, we scored first, and they opened up. And something I think will improve that. They they chase the game by opening up. That's when we should should then kick on and win the game more on the counter attack. And we at that point struggled. And again, I think it's the new group coming together. Something changes on the pitch. You can see they're not able to react as a team. And, and when that happens in the future, I think you'll see as soon as teams try and gamble and go for it, then we should score more and, and hurt them on the counter-attack. Gary, in terms of opening other teams up, were we up two with Francisco? Because he looks yeah. to me one that is that player that's going to play that final ball through. Or he can. He's been a great find. He was someday again from, from 21's games, Joe. Uh, I'd, I'd seen him in 21's games and his contact with Joe Royal. And I had actually played against him in one uh, and I remembered him. He's a, a great footballer. Maybe Wilson Plotsios. He's yeah, he's, when he's, he's absolute. When he's at his best, he has lapses in concentration defensively, and he's had his injury, which has kind of hampered him. But he's available. He's he's working really hard, and he is somebody that can unlock defences. He's got that killer pass that mm. that he sees it and he plays it. You know, I think sometimes players see it and maybe don't. He he goes for it, and it's. 
it's something that, that can help us open up teams. He's, a, he's not afraid to try something different as well. No, he's, not, what you need. he's a confident player, yeah. Yeah, he's a confident uh, young lad and he's done very well. He's a very exciting player, again, he's somebody who's contracted with someone, isn't he? Is, is there any possibility again? Of course, I can't predict the future, but yeah. we, we, want, we want the best players that we're going to play. Very, with. very exciting players. I think when, when you get them into your club and they work with somebody like Gary and they get to, to like the club, you, you're at an advantage when, when it comes to signing them. So that, that's all we can do at this stage because they're contracted to somebody else. We've just got them on loan. Was Roberto involved in that? Well, he's Everton's manager. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know that, but I mean, was he. Was that, he- was that helpful to us? Did we use Roberto there? Or? Yeah, I spoke to Roberto, obviously, about him uh, and John Joe. And, and he spoke to Joe Royal, who was with the players, where they go on loan. And, uh, Joe uh, Parkinson has a good connection with him, so we used our connections and, and, and got them in. And they, they both done well. We were disappointed John Joe went back. Uh, but again, when they're on loan, it's, it's their prerogative that they, they do what they want with them. Talking about players coming in, Gary, we, we're starting now seeing young local players coming through. I mean, Jonathan will tell you, this is a subject that comes up in all these meetings that we have. We've never really produced that many young players of our own before to bring through. Now that we're starting to do that, is that a conscious decision? Or has it been a conscious decision or is it just, not luck, but is it just the fact that we've happened to stumble on one or two that are going to make it now? I don't think it's luck. No, I think... I believe in giving people a chance and uh, Tim Chow was somebody that over the years I, I trained with him and played with him and seen him as I signed he was just a, a young YTS and seen him grow up and I was always amazed at how he didn't get an opportunity especially in the last year to 18 months who managers did you know what they were doing oh, he must have had some opportunity and and he knows he's got a long way to go to, to be the complete player or the finished article uh, but his attitude, the way he trains, his energy levels, he's somebody that I just had to put in the team. I didn't put him in the team because he was a homegrown lad, or I put him in the team because he was a player that should have been playing. Yeah, he probably needed uh, that time, wasn't he? And he's somebody that deserved his contract, and again has, has put in some good performances this year. He's been hampered by injury. Uh, Jordan Flores, another one, I put him in the team because he deserved to be in the team. Uh, and he needs to work hard to, to keep improving and, and stay in the team. That's what I said to both of them. The challenge now is you've, you've got your debut now, you need to be playing every week. That's your next challenge and benchmark as a footballer. But uh, I hope there's more because I think it's important that you have local lads. I think it's important you have young players because when you give them an opportunity, they will, they will do everything for you. Uh, so it's yeah, it's something I'd love to see in, in the future can as well. Can I just ask that, how do we identify our young players within our community? Well, I think it's no coincidence that five years ago, four or five years ago, we started investing more and more in our academy. It's something that we've never really done. We, we focused on our first team, um, and so that's why I think Leighton Baines was probably the last player that we brought through. Um, and don't get me wrong, focusing on bringing in um, talent from overseas that, that were the finished product enables to stay in the, the Premier League but it, it's not really a sustainable model um, it, it's more desirable and we, we'd all prefer to bring our own players through uh, develop our young players um, so, so we invested in, in recruitment of players, we invested in, in coaching staff uh, facilities, we have more coaching time with the players 
and that's coincided with the um, the FA's uh, academy program, the EPPP. So it was at the same time that we started investing in, in academy players. A lot of other clubs did as well. Um, and so I think we're just seeing the the the, the start of the the, um, the return on that uh, with with Tim Cho and Jordan Flores. And actually now, if you watch the under 18s, we've got I think a really talented group of players at, at under 18s um, who are who are developing all the time. And, and uh, again, you know, if you go back five years ago, they were 12, 13 year olds, so they've had that that program for the last five years. Um, as far as uh, identifying younger players, um, we do a lot of work in the community. So we're, we're in something like 46 schools in the Wigan area, uh, primary schools, where we, where we deliver um, PE and football. So we're, we're getting them at, at five, six, seven. We're actually getting access to, 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 to boys um, to, to identify them. We also have scouts throughout the, the region, um, also in Liverpool. And Manchester, and we also pick up cl- uh, boys that maybe have failed at, at some of the cap- Category One clubs, uh, the bigger clubs at, at, at Liverpool, which we've always done. We've always picked up players who perhaps not made it at Liverpool and Everton at Manchester United and City, and developed them as our own players. So people like Leighton Baines, Callum McManaman, um, uh, and, and Louis Robles is another one who's at Liverpool. So <clears throat> there's various ways in which we can identify players, but it's the competition is absolutely fierce. We know that the, the big clubs are all around the Wigan area. They've got development centres around the Wigan area. Um, and we have to be as creative uh, as we can to identify those players. And once we get them here, to, to give them the best experience that we can. And to me, as a, as a, as a chief executive and, and as a parent, I know what's important for those boys. And we can't compete on facilities at the moment. We can't compete... You know, with league status, but what we can do is give them the best coaching that we can do. And it's all about people. It's all about getting the best people. And I know you worked in the academy for for some time, didn't you? Gary? Yeah, the academy's excellent. I, I think we're always trying to improve it, uh, facilities-wise, and and the, the the level of player that we bring in. But uh, when I worked the last kind of year and a half, I've been going there quite a lot, and the coaches are excellent. The the way it's getting run, I think that like. Jonathan says it's a it's a long process. You don't see quick returns within the academy because the kind of ten year olds now are, are only going to come through in the next eight nine years. Uh, so you have to be patient. But we're starting to see some players come through the system. But I'm off the football pitch a bit, and I'm looking at it more of a community mm. sort of way. I work in schools, and I think that the children you're talking about that have got the best facilities and the, the, the bigger clubs are looking for them, and the, the parents got the best. From, these are really advantaged children that have got them opportunities. We've got a lot of money in schools, in our more disadvantaged areas, where these children don't get these opportunities. <coughs> they might be, but there's a lot of money in school budgets mm. for sports, and, and it might be worth just doing a little bit more work with, with the primary schools. I mean, five, six primary schools is nothing, is it? No, I think. And we've got hundreds of, uh, of children around the borough mm-hmm. that do not get them opportunities. No. Th- you, you may be missing a diamond, you know I, what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And you're right. We'd, I think, I think we'd, we'd like to work in every primary school yeah. and that's our, that's our objective to work in every primary school and we're, gonna, and we're on our way to do that. Uh, last year I think we worked with 6,000 uh, children, uh, half of those are, are, are girls, so we've got 3,000 uh, primary school age boys that we've you know, got first access to in, in PE. So 
we, we are doing a lot of work. We, we tend to do a lot more. Within our community programme, we, we run programmes such as Kicks, which is where we um, uh, uh, deliver um, football programmes uh, in perhaps less affluent areas. Um, and we run four of those in the Wigan area. Uh, and last year, I know for a fact that we were able to um, sign a player from one of those schemes, which is a first for our community trust. Um, and you know, if he then uh, continues his development and becomes a first-team player, that would be fantastic for the whole club and the community trust. So I, I agree. There's, so there is some schools get access to this kind of work that you're doing in the community, then, and the schools that are not involved. Yeah, it's it's funded by the Premier League. <coughs> the Premier League. I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it's all funded by the Premier League, and I know the government have just uh, announced that that's going to uh, continue and, and be in a, enhanced. So uh, if any school contacts our community trust, and we, the, the contact details are on our website and our programme, uh, we, we're constantly out there trying to attract more schools. Uh, we can deliver that um, free of charge um, and for a certain amount of time. And, and it's a really good way of, of giving something back to the community, yeah. but also as, as a byproduct, um, perhaps uh, identifying young players at a very young age. I'm a skilled governor and applied to governors, by the way. That's all right, nice. That yeah. I'll be going back into all my skills. <coughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll give you the details. Yeah, after. great. Thanks. Are the players in the academy now that you can see going through to the first team in the next two, three years? There is some, yeah. As I said, I worked with the 15s and 16s mainly in the last couple of years, and they're now first year YTSs. And there's a few in that group that are, as Jonathan said, it's a, it's a good group uh, that have the potential to, to be first team players, but there's such a long way away from being that that, you know, you, you can never tell with, with injury and loss of form, and, you know, they're, they're still growing up as men, so. Uh, it's still a long way off and you have to be patient with them. Is there a risk though as well that should we get promoted, we will get promoted to the Championship, but should we then do well, is there a risk that we'll stumble back into this buying players in rather than developing our role? It's, it's easier to do isn't it? It's easier. I, se- I certainly hope not, yeah. uh, but that, you know, would you rather a team of homegrown players or a successful team? Like, you have <coughs> to get the balance right as well. Most of our greatest successful players have been Uncovering gems from various places. We, we, we made a lot of money on players by doing that. Not uh, always from the local area. Yeah, no, mainly not from, from Central America in a lot of cases. Has that gone to something that we won't be doing anymore? Or do we still look down those routes to find players that? Because we have, there's no getting around it. That has been much more successful for Wigan Athletic than Academy has. Crew Academies produced these players for years and years, but it's not benefited them mm. as much as what um, discovering the likes of know, Valencia. I know he wasn't necessarily like that, been seen other than that, but the way we find those players like that, that nobody, we took a chance on. And yep. we were brave to take chances on some of these players. Mm. But Valencia was playing in the World Cup. And as, a Premier League, yeah. as a Premier League side, you yeah. can attract players that play in the World Cup and players like Valencia and, and Palacios and, and, and Figueroa were all internationals. With Premier League status, you can attract them to Wigan. It's, it's a lot harder to do that um, for a number of reasons uh, when you're a League One club. Um, one of which is that the work permit rules have changed and that you, you, it's harder to <coughs> sign overseas players now um, as an English club. Um, so, yeah, it, 
the, the landscape has changed from those days but you know I'm sure that one day we'll be back in the Premier League and, and we will be hopefully uh, in the market for those kind of players where, again Where are we at with the restructuring of the scouting team then? Because that that needed to happen in the, in the summer. I guess. Yeah, we did that over the last over the last six months. Um, we've changed the whole way that we recruit players, um, and, and that's been done. And it's it's an ongoing, continuous process. It's also about this database. Is it based on kind of what Southampton are doing? Or? Yeah, it's just recording players' performance, and not just one game. It's over the courses months and months and maybe a year that you can see they are consistent or they're up and down but they're improving or whatever you just you get a better idea of where they are rather than just going and seeing one player and, uh, on one day and, and taking it as a given you know that's where you can make mistakes so it's having more information about the players that we sign a different tack um, promotion obviously is number one um, idea and, and no manager would ever say that the, the Norman win every game. Johnson's paid trophy. How seriously do you really take that? You know, do, do you think, you know, I mean, we all love a trip to Wembley, so... Basically what I'm saying is, are you likely to, to feel strong teams throughout, or, or what? I would love another trip to Wembley. <laughs> uh, and the, the competition rules are you have to play six players. Yeah. I would say we'll make the five changes every game right. but I would still say it's a competitive team that we'll put out in the park like we did against Crew. we made the five changes but it was still a strong side and it was still players <coughs> who would would be playing in our first team barring injury or, or loss of form so it's it'll be competitive teams that we put out yeah, it's only four games from Wembley isn't it so. uh, Chris McCann going off at Crew. you're not bringing me up to that so early was that part of tactical because you had to Start with him, and you didn't really want to prolong it. It was. I wanted to start Don Curry and play him for an hour. Yeah. But we had to play the six, so I played Chris and took him off after half an hour and got on on you. Yeah. Think of the man of growing strength as well, didn't you? Well, I said the other man of growing strength, but like I said, don't always believe that the man of growing strength. John ready to play? Is he close to? He's close. He probably still needs some game time before he starts the first team. How good can he be in this league? He can be excellent. I played with Don for, for Scotland and uh, some big internationals, so he's played at a very high level and, and at full fitness he, he can be very influential to, to this team. What, what's his best position? Because I, I always sort of remembered him playing for Cardiff a bit further forward and then he, he kind of sat, didn't he? He's, he's a midfielder, yeah, he's just a, an all-round midfielder would be his best position. Does that apply to Chris McCann? Because I know he's been playing left-sided defence, you see him in more an advanced midfield role. I think, for me, I think Chris McCann at left centre-back is very, very good in that position because he's somebody that brings uh, lots of energy to it. He's, he's a midfielder, so he's, he's a better footballer than, than your average centre-backs. And he's somebody that we can really, I think you've seen in some games, when he attacks from that position, then it's, it's a really dangerous <coughs> weapon that we've got a centre-back that can bring the ball out and, and create overloads in midfield and, and start passes and, and plays from there. Uh, and I've said to him, I think he's in that position, f- at the at this stage of his career, is probably his best <coughs> position uh, at the minute. But again, when we play him, and it's something I like, the, the flexibility that if we put a team with him in it, it can quite easily change to 4-3-3 or without making a sub we have that flexibility by certain players being able to play in uh, different positions which I think helps I think teams preparing to play us 
don't know what formation we're going to play. When we even put the team sheet in, I think they've still struggled to say, well, he can play there, he can play there. You know, and it's it's difficult. We've had it ourselves that you get a team in and you have to put the team together and try and come up with it. And I'm, I'm sure teams playing against us will, yeah. will struggle to predict what we're playing. Given the number of changes that we've made this year in terms of the personnel, are you disappointed that Emerson never stayed? I was, yeah. He was somebody I had played with and, and respect a lot uh, for what he'd done for this club. And we made an offer for him, as we did uh, Guy Tang Bong, uh, Jermaine Pennant, uh, Kimbo. We made offers for the players that we didn't want to leave the club and, and they chose to, to go elsewhere. So I was disappointed by all of can I just ask about Kimball, basically, the rules that you said about the change of foreign players, would he have qualified under, to stay with us because he was already a player? Um, because once he moved on, he, went, he was going to Blackburn, weren't he? Yeah, yeah. weren't able to sign. No, whereas, whereas we were... still in, affected us exactly the same if you well, would have accepted a contract? We, we had to go to uh, an FA tribunal to get uh, his work permit in February when he was released by Cardiff. Yeah. Um, and we had to prove that he was a <coughs> higher standard than we could get in this country. Yeah. Because the country that he played for <coughs> didn't fit the criteria that the FA have, which is uh, to be the top, top, 50. top 50 international teams. Um, always got to be an exceptional talent. There's various criteria. We, uh, we went to, to, to the tribunal and successfully argued that he was the right calibre of player to bring into the, into the game. He's there to protect young English players, to give them more of a chance to play, um, as opposed to bringing in more and more foreign players. That's, that's the FA's way of protecting that situation. Um, the rules change in the summer, so it, it has become a lot harder. To what I'm saying is, would he, would, if he had accepted a contract with us, would we have lost him anyway? Because he didn't meet that criteria anymore. Because he's not met the criteria at Blackburn. No. He, well, he was out of contract with us. Yeah. So we, I, I think he would have been able to stay with us. Yeah. I think. Um, but obviously he couldn't sign for another club. Yeah. Gary, you made a change in net with you uh, said coming from Richard. Was that just was that a form thing, or was it on the back of? Mike Paul, I know you said Mike does bugger all when he got, got sent off, but was that his advice? Obviously, your conscious decision, do you think Richard was a form of it? Or? That was just tongue in cheek. <laughs> he does a little bit. <laughs> it was something I thought was affecting the team, the, the goals we were conceding. I spoke to, to Rich about it. He took it great. He's working really hard to get back in. And as I said, when we signed, you say I'd, I'd have no problems playing him, so. They're both in competition to, to play, and since Jussie's came in, I think he's done pretty well, although we've still conceded poor goals. His, uh, his distribution is amazing, isn't it, Jussie? Uh, I think he's just brought experience and, and a calmness to the team that I felt we needed, and, and I think we have had that. Mm. Again, we've still conceded four goals in the three games he's played, so it still needs to get better, but he's <coughs> done well since he's came in. He looks really fit as well, for fourth do you think, is he just signed a one-year deal or is it... He's just signed a one-year deal. Has he spoke about maybe keeping him on for I'm not sure, we'll look at that at the end of this. He is obviously 40 or 41. He's, he's sons in the Bolton Academy, I think. Yeah, he's but he's, he's an excellent professional. Uh, we, we've seen that as soon as he came in. You don't play the games he's played 
if you're not an excellent professional and I think that's helped as well that you know the younger players can, can look up to him. Gary, well, uh, what are your thoughts on set pieces? Because um, I think at both ends there's been bits of issues on the other side that very four corners didn't beat the first man and at the other end conceding a lot of second phases of sort of corners and set pieces. So is that something that you... It's something we've worked a lot on and it's something we'll continue to work on. The attacking ones are very frustrating. Uh, we've, we've came up with different ones uh, and it's it's been hard. Some of them early part, if we'd done them properly, they'd have worked. We had one that was a block. The that one that Max, the, the free kick that Max did at weekend, where the other did he no, know he was even involved in it? He was meant to be involved. Was that not a repli replication of even the women's team, though? That it was. Uh, that was trying to do. We watched that on Friday morning. Yeah. We watched set pieces all the time. We show them set pieces. We do them out there, and we get them on the pitch, and it goes like that. <laughs> he told me that he. Told them to play it to Yannick because we're the two of them, and Perks, who's obviously never going to take the free kick, runs up and it's meant to be like we've made the mistakes to switch them off, then we knock it to the side. So, so what are your thoughts on set pieces? Because I remember Roberto didn't like the idea, the, the idea of yeah. the lottery. I remember that uh, every goal I scored is not counting up for me. So what are you? I know we're trying to play. It's a goal, isn't it? Yeah, well, exactly. That's, that's, it's that's massive. Well, it's yeah. where most goals are scored. And the very, very scored there only two goals. Yeah. But I, I think what you see with Fibiri is the delivery is the most important yeah, on, aspect yeah. of it. If if you get the delivery, then it almost doesn't matter what you do in the middle. You're, you're going to have people there, so they then need to get in the end of it. But our delivery has not been good enough. I think the boys that have took it will admit that, and we're trying to come up with different ways. I think uh, we work really hard at it. The, the staff work yeah, really hard. <laughs> the one we done for Michael, I think it was last home game, where we, we played short and Michael's in the box free and he just doesn't pull the trigger and shoot. So the, some of it you might not have noticed is actually coming off without the goal at the end of it. That's when you'll see, oh, that was a good How good can he be, Jacobs? He can be anything he wants to be. He's a fantastic player. And he's somebody that I think doesn't know he's a fantastic player yet, and and there's little bit bits of his game that he needs to improve, uh, but he's been he's been superb so far. Does that mean there's a risk that if we don't look for whatever reason that people like him may well move on? I don't think so. No, I think they've signed long long term contracts. They're they're bought. Doesn't really anymore football. It seems like that, does it? Well, it doesn't know, but you, you get money for them in the end if, if they want to go. So He's also had an experience of being at a bigger club and not being able to get in the team and wants to play in the He does, yeah. That was what impressed me about him was his hunger to come and play and, and take us back up. And I think <coughs> most of the players I signed, that was the main thing I wanted, was the hunger to, to get us back up. I, I liked when they said, I don't want to be in League One, and I said, great, neither do I. Let's go there for a season and get us back up. So they've all got a hunger to, to get us out of this division. Do you interview loan players in the same way that you would interview potential full-time signings? I've not uh, met what, the loan What do you talk to them about? What do you, I've, you give us? I've called the loan players before we, we signed them and, and spoke to them and seen what their thoughts were, but I've not met the loan players. No, it's, it's obviously different. You're not investing a great deal of money, and if it doesn't quite work, then... It's, it's not going to cost the club a lot of money. I think when you're investing 
one when you're paying a, a, a fee, transfer fee, and then obviously wages on top, then you're investing a lot of money from the club that you need to make sure that investment is, is sound. Is there anybody that we've sent out on loan you, you see as being part of the future? For us? Lee Nichols? Well, I'm not trying to go to. Lee Nichols, definitely. Yeah, he's, again, he was somebody that in the start of the season was, was competing with Rich for, for the number one spot and I said to him if it is Rich then I'll, I'll try and uh, look after your career and, and give you the opportunity to, to play for Wigan in the future because I've seen for the last two years he's just his career has not went anywhere but what happened with him because 18 months ago he was a first choice goalkeeper and he had a dip in form and he just seemed to have gone backwards. He was, he was first choice in the period yeah. where Ali, yeah. Ali and Scott were both in. <coughs> yeah. um, but he, he was playing well though, he was, everybody was happy. He was, he, had, he made the mistake in the European game. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he was up, up against two top quality yeah. keepers, wasn't he? And, and I think it was always going to be difficult for him to get to that number one spot. But I think that's why sending him out on loan is good, that he's going to make mistakes and have to play next week. I think that's the judge of a, a goalkeeper. And, Lee, when he made his mistake, was young. He played the following week and he was very edgy. I think he made another mistake. And that's, you know, he, he had to have his time out, but then he needs, he needs games again at some point to learn from that situation. And I'm sure he'll get that. And I'm sure he's potentially uh, got the chance to come back here and, and play for Wigan still. I've got about five, ten minutes to go, so. Anything you really want to I'm just going to put a totally selfish point of view. Is, uh, must play a time. I'm a grassroots football coach, um, and obviously you've got the slogans dotted around. On Saturday morning, when I say to my kids, um, "You've said, what, what, what slogan should I come out with? What, what do you think?" I've seen you see strength. strength. That's not mine. No. Corey <laughs> 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 Cole says. Uh, but what, what advice would you give to kids today in the game? Work hard. Hard right. work. You don't get anywhere without hard work. So as long as they work hard and they've got a chance to improve and get better. Okay. It's pretty basic, but it's well, um, it goes a long way. When did you get to with your coaching badges? I'm on, currently on the pro licence. I started that as soon as I got the job. Uh, I got on that course, so I've been going. We've had two uh, two-day visits. Uh, I was in Prague in the summer at the Under-21 Championship with them. Mm. Uh, so I'm currently doing that. It should be another year, probably. And that's me at, at the end of that. I'm not, not, I'm not going to go to that level. Mm. <laughs> Quite happy where I am, but um, <laughs> it's interesting to know. Yeah. How different are the, the training sessions between yourself now and Roberto when he was the manager? Uh, I obviously learned a lot from Roberto. I, I came here when I was 28. I'd, I'd done quite a lot in Scotland, played for my country, and, and seen quite a lot of, of football. And, didn't think I knew it all, but I thought, I'm not going to see much different. You don't see much different in football. And Roberto was somebody that, that opened my eyes to a different way of playing, a different way of coaching. And I would like to think I've, I've took some of that. If I've not, then I'd be pretty naive and stupid not to have taken some of that. I, th I hope I've still got my, my Scottish passion and, and aggression added to that. I don't want to think I'm Spanish and... As cool as Roberto is, I hope I've got that still. But I'd like to think I've took some of of his uh, tactical influence on the team, uh, the style of play. I'd like to think I've got some of that. Do you, do you speak to him? 
does he, does he contact the NCO thing you go in? <coughs> yeah, I still speak to him regularly. I spoke to him before I got the job, I still spoke to him. I, I went to Everton uh, Europa League games, he got me tickets for that. And, like I said, he's somebody that had I mean, a on a professional basis, not on a friend basis, does he, do, do you still seek advice there? Yeah, or yeah. There's, there's does he still advise you? I still speak to a few managers yeah. and, and seek advice from them in certain situations, and, and yeah, he's one of them. In terms of January, are we, quite a few of the loans will be starting to run out, I guess. Are you looking to buy more players? Are we going to loan more players? Have you got people in mind who you want to bring in? There's obviously people the recruitment team uh, are looking at and I've been to a few games just just keeping an eye on players. It's, it's not something that's at the forefront of my mind in terms of we need players. I think we've got a squad, like I said before, that's capable of, of achieving our goals. So this period is more working with that squad and improving that squad, putting them together and, and getting them to win games. When January comes, I'm sure it'll all kick off again as it does in the transfer window. The loan players that we have that might have to go back if we can't renew it, then, then we'll need to assess that when that time comes. But we'll have players that have been in the system, that have been watched, uh, that are ready to replace those those players if they need to go back. Do you, do you fear anybody going? Do you fear anybody being the target for the Bills? No, no, not at all, no. I don't think we need to sell, do we? No, not As a player, Gary, did, did you always see yourself going into management at the end of it? Or did you have a fancy doing anything else? No, I always wanted to be a, a coach or a manager, yeah. From quite a young age, I always thought I'll stay in football and I want to do that. I didn't think I'd get the opportunity so quick. I didn't want my career to end. When it ended, I wanted to play till well into my 30s. Uh, but you have to just go with what, with what happens. And my second hip operation on my left side, when I got told that the surgeon said it's in a bad way, then I went straight on the, the A licence that, that summer and, and got my A licence and made sure that I was ready, which at that point was kind of the inevitable. He said, I can fix it, but if you get, you know, I got four games I think I played after that and, and he said that was probably your, your lot you were going to get from that. So you just have to go with what you get given in life. Would you take on a play manager role if you could have? You couldn't play and do this at the same time. No. Given <laughs> 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 that you didn't play under four different managers as a player at Latics, it's going to sound awful. Listen, yeah, well, it is awful. It's when when the club first approached you about taking your job on now as the manager, did you look back and think, well, for at least three of them, I can't be any worse? <laughs> <laughs> well, Uve, we had a good few months, and the wheels came off, and then the next two are best just erased from the history. Oh yeah, Kyle Sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what I will say is it's a hard job. It's a very, very hard job. And everyone's got but an you've seen what they went through though. Not Even though there's all around the cell. I was excited and, and proud to be asked to to kinda So you, you was asked. Did you put yourself forward for it? No, I got asked. No. You got asked. No, I, would, I would have put myself forward. No, I don't. <laughs> We're glad you did ask. Yeah. Uh, no, I was proud and, and excited at the challenge because, like I said, I had two years of, of being here but not being really able to help. I, I had a, a slight input, but now I, I can help. I can make the difference. Were you surprised at getting the job full-time? Because we all thought that somebody might get it to the end of the season. 
once Malcolm McCann went, and then of course you were announced as a full-time manager, and it did come as a bit of a surprise for many of us that they would do that, especially with somebody who'd not been in management before. No, I think that was, that was definitely what I wanted, it was what the club wanted, the, the, the stability, you know, to, to say interim is, is up in the air and we don't quite know what's happened. I was glad I got the games last season to, to kind of open my eyes and uh, see the squad, get a feel for preparing the team for games so that I could go into this season. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I had all summer to prepare and plan for it. If I'd just got it then, I, w- I would have been a bit more unsure. Uh, so those games are really really helped me and, and helped me to start this season. Has it made it easier better. for you now than as a manager to not have a lot of those players anymore? I know we've still got a small nucleus of what we had last year, but there are so many new players. That made the separation easier for you? I think so, yeah. I think that was that needed to be done anyway, but the fact that the manager had been a player with them, then even more so, I think it, it needed to be done to, to kind of go with the new group. And the players now have only seen me as the manager. None of them have seen me as a Wigan player. So, so the, it's, it's made it easier. When Last season when I took over, it was... I was in with t- teammates one day and then and I'm in a different change room the next. So it, it, it felt uh, okay because they knew my plans, they knew what I wanted to do, and they, they knew I wasn't going to play anyway. But I think it was it was needed to be so done. No regrets. No. I think from a club point of view, this is a rebuilding program, mm-hmm. and, and you don't do that short term. You have to look long term. Can't yeah, change managers every nine months. Absolutely not. No. This is all about stability and long-term planning and getting the club back to where we, we hope that, that we can reach again. Can we never did these under Owen and Malkin? We did. We did one under Rufay and he hated it, you could we, tell. We, no, we, no, we've done it under every single manager. I don't think Owen did one because I don't think. As no, we did one with Owen. Yeah, we did. We did a big one. Yeah, we didn't do one of these. We've done it under under every manager. I remember doing it with Owen in the dressing room. I don't remember. You did one with Owen. Anyway, can I just ask one thing? One of the things that's come to a viable website, one thing that's been asked. Is this question after session? It leads us into this. Um, is the fans have a host of questions to ask and put over to the manager? Now I know that there's the the thing with the football liaison people and the that that meetings that they have regular, but they don't discuss um, team affairs like we are doing today and things like that. It's one of the suggestions been made: is would it be possible for Latic fans in general to put regular questions forward? Uh, and be edited by somebody either the football liaison or one of the editors of the websites and that could be forwarded to yourselves that could be answered, they could be looked at in detail, you don't have to make snap decisions about them, you can think about what your reference is going to be and they could be published somewhere, i.e. on the club's website or in the programme on a regular basis. Is it well, something that you could do, look at? I think, I think well, th- this attempt, this kind of forum attempts to do that by bringing in fanzine editors, website editors, obviously uh, people who have no association to, to, to um, websites, but maybe use social media to, to ask those questions. And, and I think this is a, a smaller version of what you're saying there. I think it's difficult because we've got 6,000 season ticket holders, we've got, you know, we've got average crowds of eight to 9,000 now. And we, we, we could spend all our time fielding we're not questions. You, we're not, yeah, but we're not asking you to feel them. What I'm saying is it could be done 
through I assume it, you and you the football oh, yeah. yeah, well, well, yeah. can be submitted to him that they can come into you well, that are purely football matters as opposed to the, the meetings that you have now with the fans liaison committee but, which are not there yeah but well we have the fans advisory board which deal yeah. with non-football matters yeah. and the, these forums and the bigger fans forum deal with football matters where we, we, we say you can ask anything you want to, to myself or to Gary nothing's off limits you can ask anything about tactics or, or football um, what, what we can't do as a football club is spend a lot of time dealing with those kind of questions all the time I mean it's fantastic to get th these kind of conversations and, and these forums but and also some of the questions are difficult to, to uh, uh, answer because you don't want to give away too, me too much information to, to your oppo yeah. opposition um, and, and a lot of work that's done is done behind the scenes and sometimes I'm sure supporters are scratching their head thinking why do you why do you do that and, and you know you can see it all the time the manager gets questioned all the time and it's funny when we're talking about set pieces before yeah. you know Gary was saying how frustrated he is because we do practice set pieces all the time but actually when they go wrong it's the manager gets the blame because you know they're not practice set pieces well obviously you know as a supporter you do get frustrated watching it but there's far more goes on behind the scenes and it's difficult to to be able to give all that information out all the time, certain elements of it you have to retain it. But I think I think with the the amount of fans forums we do, we did a Twitter fans forum with the with the chairman recently. We do, uh, I hope, have a, have very good information um, streams and, and, and communication lines with all supporters. But of course, you know, we're always open to ideas about how that can be improved. And, and, and you know, I do feel and I hope that the club. Is very close to its supporters, and and is you know never shies away from difficult issues and, and difficult questions because we'll always be here to answer them. Can I ask Gary one last question? Well, I was going to say, just before you yeah. do, Damien, I was going to ask just to just to finish up. If we went around the room one last time, yeah. as long as you've not got anywhere to rush to, Gary, just do a very quick one question each with maybe a, a short one-word answer that, that is required. Starting with you, Dave. I'm, I'm okay. Go on, Ben. Go on, you. Go on, Ben. <coughs> Quite, it should be number. Go on. Uh, ah, it's going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> Work injuries at the moment, is it just McNaught at long term? Are you pretty much full strength for the well, weekend? It's a one word answer that. Full strength today, yeah. McNaughton's obviously long term, but all the, the other injuries were bad. Selection yeah. headache Saturday then. Yeah. Good. No, I'm fine. How do you feel in summer? Uh, when uh, Republic of Ireland, Northern Ireland, England, and France. That's not all we Take your wife and girlfriends with you, I'll say. Scottish or left. This independent Scotland was after. We might take over the whole island. I've just mentioned the Rugby World Cup, Gary. Joe? Are you going to do fancy dress on Boxing Day? Oh, no. It's a Wigan tradition. Superman. Which sign were you most happy to complete in the summer? Which which signing were you most happy to complete in the summer? Uh, all of them. Trust me, they're hard, very hard. And from my first transfer window, they just take phone calls, and you need the opposition club to be happy. We need to be happy. The agent needs to be happy. The player needs to be happy. His wife needs to be happy. It's just 
an endless kind of process <coughs> that once you get it done, that is, you sit back and think, right, phew, well, we had that many, you had to go to the next one and the next one. So, as I said, a lot of people worked really hard over the summer and we've done very well to, to get the players in that we got, in my opinion. We've had 62 transactions since January, which I think is probably a record for this club. Ins and outs, low, including loans. Uh, so it's been a very, very busy summer. What were you thinking inside when David Sharp said we were going to smash the league? <laughs> when, when that word came up, what, were your, what was your reaction inside? Do you agree with him? Do you think, oh my God? Or oh, I hope we do. Like, that's, and, and he hopes we do. He's a fan at the end of the day who, who is now the chairman of this club. But he's been a fan of this club from a young boy uh, and a very kind of close fan with, with his granddad, obviously. And he's seen the highs and the lows and, and he wants us to get back there. And He said it. Uh, he still tells me he doesn't regret it. But I'm sure he does. It's probably the wrong choice of words. And it was an informal yeah. with fans, wasn't it? It's, it's been blown up and, and made into something bigger than it is. But as I've said here, we want to win the league, you know, smash it, win it. It's the same thing, but he's, he probably regrets it. Uh, the one I was going to ask you before, standard of refereeing, has it gone worse in this league? Because we all think it has. It's atrocious, to be quite honest with you. Um, do you notice that? I don't want to get you in trouble with the FA, but... Do you see a difference? Yeah, I think refereeing at all levels, everyone has kind of an opinion on it. It's, it's a difficult job, again, to, to get everything right. Obviously, as you go down the levels, the, the, the refereeing probably does get a little bit lower. But I wouldn't say it's, it's that much lower than, than the Premier League. What I will say is, on occasions, both managers and, and staff have been angry with the ref, which... If both of them are angry, then, then he is having a bad day. But we've had that on a few occasions this year. Uh, whereas if it's just one manager, it might be sour grapes or the game's going against you. But on a few occasions this year, both managers have said the ref is poor. You see that um, when, when both sets of fans are booing the referee. Yeah, yeah. Then, then you know that's a problem. Yeah. Uh, but I think it is where we are in, in terms of the league that, that obviously the, the, the refs go up when they do well and, and come down when they don't. I think it's uh, it's easy to criticise referees because it's it's an incredibly difficult job that they do. Uh, but when you actually, if you actually have a go at it and on that pitch, when you've got 22 players all shouting at you, you've got all the crowd screaming at you, you've got two managers c- criticising every single decision, and these guys, it's you know, coach. <laughs> these guys have got jobs at the end of the day outside of football, and they do a full day's work and then at the end of the, say on a Tuesday night they finish work and they have to go and we expect them to be expert referees and I think we're all used to watching TV and seeing action replays and, and, and watching Premier League referees and we expect them to be perfect and they're never going to be perfect and I think and I'm sure you know managers don't necessarily agree with me on this but I, I think that the more that we criticise them and the more that we have a go at them, the less people are like, likely to take up refereeing and will miss out on good referees who, who say, do you know what, I'm not going to do that for, for little money and get just to get criticised. And you see it on match the day every single Saturday. The manager comes out and he criticises the referee and I just think sometimes we just need to take a step back and go, these guys are doing the best job that they can and sometimes we have to put them a bit of slack but like you, I share the frustration when they get it wrong. Jordan learned his lesson. Has Jordan learned his lesson? I hope so, yeah. It's obviously a harsh 
less than 11. Did the Radio Manchester reporter got a shot when you said to him, will it be an arm around, or you said to him, will it be an arm around the shoulder? No. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that, you let your teammates down, aren't you? And it's, he's, he's a young lad, but it's a harsh lesson to learn, and he was gutted to, to let his teammates yeah, down. Yeah, the kid lumps out for us from the first minute of that game, I'm going to hold him. So I'd say, if you're going to get sent off, then do it properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but if the referee had done something about the players from the minute one, when he first started, then that late challenge, which it was on him, at the time probably wouldn't have happened. Well, that's going back to what we said earlier about teams stopping us by yeah. whatever yeah. means. And, and we have to be bigger than that. We have to be bigger. He'll learn He's from a kid, it. He'll be better it. from it, yeah. Great. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Can I have a look at you? Yeah, of course.